welcome to episode one of the Weezer Bracket. How do you like that? That was super dramatic. It was good. It was good. People are going to be enthralled already. People are going to think this is a much more serious endeavor than it is. <laughs> I am. I'm Andrew Woods. I'm Nick Robinson. Nick Rob on Twitter. And we are... I'm Jim Jarvis here. Yeah. You got to plug yourself. Like, yeah, I know. All right. So we, we're going to set it off. Actual Weezer discussion this time. Our first matchup. We decided that for the first one we were going to go up with two songs off of the Blue album since we had we had agreed that each uh, album had to be represented somehow. So we each chose what we thought to be our least favorite song off of the Blue album, and we pit them together just to number one determine what is the worst one on that one, and two to kind of get this out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> no one's if you're thinking the worst song is going to be off Blue. Um, I don't. I don't think you're listening to the right podcast. I don't look. We haven't run it. We haven't fixed it and in advance or anything like that, but I don't think either one of these are going to win. So, for my pick, I picked uh, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. The world has turned and left me here Just where I was before you appeared In your place, an empty space It's filled the void behind my face And I picked Holiday. So, um, I know when I told you that I picked The World Has Turned and Left Me Here, I think you were a little surprised. Yeah, because this is a generally beloved song from this album. Every song from this album is kind of generally beloved. Not Holiday. People like Holiday. (laughs) But, like, this is, like, this is in people's upper pantheons of Weezer songs. I don't think so but i mean like maybe. i mean this is a song you will hear on spotify playlist this is song this is a song that people put out there in the world this is a song that keeps coming up i mean like i would say any song on off this album is could be said to be that even holiday even holiday i've heard out in the wild world has turned much much more okay i don't think that's necessarily true but i'm going to let you believe that <laughs> Um, I mean, just what 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 does it for? I, I, the melody isn't quite as strong as I think everything else in the album. I think it's like one of the weakest melodies on the album, honestly. Okay. And like, it just has never quite done it for me. And I always find the placement weird. The fact that it's track three, it just doesn't like it doesn't like <laughs> it does feel like kind of a going away goodbye. Song. Yeah, it feels like it should be like track eight or track nine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, um. I've actually, the, the most interesting thing about the song, even I'm not defending it, is like he's out. I think the reason why is because he's always said it's a response to no one else. It's track two. Oh, okay. Basically, it's it's him, but you know, yeah. it's like the idea that this guy who who's kind of like pretty, I wouldn't say not misogynistic, but you know, he has very specific things he wants from a woman. You know, no one else. You know what I'm saying? He's got these. He's, he sucks, you know, and the idea is the world is turning left him here is, yeah, he's not going to, no one's going to fucking buy into it. I like the idea of the making the album is like, you got two tracks down. It's like, whoa, we got to respond to this second one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, I got to, I got to apologize for this. <laughs> this pretty sh- short-sighted song. <laughs> 
it's kind of what Rivers' early, early writing always was, was very much male-ed and like what, representation of the male-ed. I think that's all what Pinkerton is. So because it's a response, is you think is that why Pat has a... Pat Wilson has a songwriting credit on. I this? don't know why Pat. I, I I would. I'm I'm curious at how what he contributed to the song. I I don't know because I think he has a song. We've talked about this. On My name is Jonas. He definitely has one. Yeah, and I don't know what he did on that either. I think I feel like I knew knew that one time, and I wish I remembered right now because it would make it would be great for the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> um, and then I think does he have what else does he have? Uh, no, I think that's the two. On the only two. Does anyone else have like song? Does Matt Sharp has some sort of kind. Of, uh, songwriting credit on that album doesn't he like he has some sort of i don't know because you know we're, we're, we're going to talk a lot about matt sharp yes yeah. you, you have to <laughs> and i remember looking through his credits on the first two and it's a lot less than people think yeah you know there's some people in the world who want to give matt sharp the bulk of the credit Oh, it's like when he left. That's what it did, and it's just like he was credited on like four songs. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also because he was in a band that was pretty suc- not successful, but you know, like you clearly the the Reynolds. But I think like people and because like there's yeah. clearly a. There's I, I think the Reynolds are more of a band you say you like than you actually like. You know, you listen to them a couple times, but like I don't, I'm not sure there's like diehard Reynolds fans. So here's an interesting: he does not have any credits on the Blue Album. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But Pat also has a credit on Surflax America. Oh, that's right. And then Jason Cropper also has a, a, a credit on uh, My Name is Jonas. Jason Cropper was the original other guitarist before, I think, he got he got fired right after they recorded it, basically. And Brian Bell was uh, put in, came in. I think, actually, Brian Bell does not play anything on the Blue Album. Uh, that's right, yeah. In fact, a lot of times, like I think, like, Rivers like um, sacked Jason Cropper, and I, I I remember reading it one time. He basically went himself and re-recorded all those uh, guitar parts. So he's, oh, he did a Dave Grohl. Yeah. Okay. Holiday. So Weezer breaks through with uh, Buddy Holly song, and you know a lot of songs on the Blue Album feature a lot of like retro and throwback. And Holiday, I think, is where it just goes too much, and it's just trying to do, it's trying to do like this doo-wop stuff. It's trying to do like all these throwback stuff, and it and it's just like him kind of kitchen sinking. Like, what else? What other old gimmicks haven't I used yet? All right, I'll throw them on this song. I don't think that at all. Uh, I think I think it has one of the stronger melody. I mean, like, I think it, it worked. I love like the the heartbeat, you know, you know, uh, breakdown at the end. Uh, yeah, I hate that. You, I, I guess you consider doo-wop, if that's what you're Oh, you know, it's kind of like these like kind of like Beach Boys harmonies. N- none of it's like real connected. It feels like a song that's like edited together, like in Logic. I will say, and this is probably going to be more for your in your favor for this argument, but I know it's a la- it was the last song written. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. No, no, I'm, but it was not in the sense that, but I know like it was kind of like, done after the fact you know what i'm saying oh it's like like like, like literally later? like like yeah in the sense that they, they realized they had one more song and it was like after they had gotten their cash like they got their some money and like literally i think like rivers went on like a, a vacation you know what i'm saying and that's where it came from it so it might have been a little bit last minute than the rest of the songs like a lot of those songs though he had written long before yeah, yeah, the, yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying ages, like, yeah. yeah and i think this is the first song he had written for an out, you know what I'm saying? Like specifically because he know knew he had to have the album out, right? And it's kind of like this weird thing where it's like him 
trying to write a song that he would write <laughs> yeah you know it's like he's trying to think he's like okay what if i get this like beach boys influence what if i get this surf rock influence and he just tries to throw so many things in that it just never feels together it feels very choppy you know well i think the reason that that first album works so well is like it is like it is like this late 80s early 90s kind of like you know the pixies mixed with like more pop sensibilities and I think it, yeah, of course. I, I think it's what really works about Weezer and still works about Weezer and also he just has just this innate knowledge of how to like compose a song oh my god yeah I, Holiday works for me just Holiday I, I think it also works for me because um, tracking lies in the album it feels like it should be a late album I, I, no no like it's placement on the album is fine I, I think the problem here we're also just picking at something that really isn't much of a problem you know what I'm saying we're, we're, fair 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 one of the big joys of doing this project was revisiting the discography and re-listening to the albums from front to back. And, you know, Blue is, you know, it's a near-perfect album as it gets. You know, even, you know, I don't like Holiday, but, like, God, it is not that bad of a song. Especially when compared to some of the things we will later be talking <laughs> and, about. But it's just, like, it's just the one little odd, you know, ugly little duckling that sticks out. And, like, for me, and I really don't have that strong of an argument because the world has turned left me here because I think it's a good song. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just, like, it's just my least favorite song on the album. Fair, fair. Off an album that maybe is one of my top five favorite albums that I think is borderline perfect, and I have to pick it. I have to pick, <laughs> have to pick like, the little scar on, on, like, you know what I'm saying, on this beautiful face for the album. Yeah. All right, so let's vote. Okay. I vote Holiday. You know what? I, I I think I'm gonna give this one to you. I don't think I, I think oh. I think you might. I think you're probably right. I'll let, I'll let you have holiday. All right. So number one on the left side, holiday wins. Holiday. Round two, keep fishing off of Maladroit. Versus Cleopatra. Off of everything will be all right in the end. You can't control me no more, Cleopatra. Let me just say it straight out. Say it. Okay. Keep fishing is a boring ass song. You know what? The weird thing is, I agree with you, but I also think it is a very weird, clunky, odd song. You know, it's kind of it's rare that anything can uh, check those two boxes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing: if it were just to continue with its first riff, it goes away from and comes back to. I think it would have been fine. I think it would have been a just like generic Weezer song that, you know, maybe a B-side that people like. Yeah. But then it adds this weird change up. And I'm not even sure what they're trying for with it. 
yeah, it doesn't, the whole thing doesn't work. Um, and like, it kind of blows my mind that blows my mind that it was the second single. I mean, the, it's one of their most successful songs of all time by the numbers. I guess, but I think I, I've told you. I think it, it's all the music video. Yeah, it's the Muppet music video. It's like, hey, let's marry the Muppets and Weezer. Here are these two geek entities, and we can put them together, and everyone will go crazy, because that's what we love, is when we stick one geek thing with another geek thing. I remember just how incredibly popular the Muppets and Weezer t-shirt was, and it was just like, are they selling other Muppets t-shirts at this time? Is this the only one you can get? It was just everywhere, and people loved it. Oh, it's got the Muppets. It's not the Muppets. I love the Muppets. It's like, is there not? Can you just not buy a Kermit the Frog shirt at this time? And then they take all the other ones off sale. Uh, hold on. Are you looking at all? I'm looking up the weeds. Which one of it was it? It was uh, that one. This one, okay. I don't remember this shirt. I kind of remember the Kermit one here with and the, the Weezer W. But then, no, it's Rivers in a sea of Muppets, and it's just like, do people think that's Jim Henson or something? <laughs> <laughs> the seas for a decade, Jim Henson. It's got nothing going for it, and like for me, it's just it's just like um, it's milk toast. You know what I'm saying? It's bland. It's 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 white bread. It's two different kinds of boring things put together where it's going into the weird thing with the oohs and ahs like it's not particularly interesting and it's like why are you switching everything up to go into this a lot of times like bands when they get into a rhythm of stuff they try to change it up yeah they start listening to a lot of prog a lot of um rush uh, a lot of stuff like that, and they're like, "All right, we're going to play this next song in seventeen four four time and have a key change halfway through." Yeah. And it's like, guess what? Nobody wants that, especially from a pop pop song, you know. You know, and the thing about that, I think when I think back of that album, I think of like it's the one that most you you can realize like Rivers' uh, history with he- heavy metal. Some of the songs are a little heavier, and like they, yeah, not gone fishing. I mean, keep fishing. Sorry. I keep on calling the song Gone Fishing because I think of the uh, 1998 uh, J.J. Abrams written film starring Joe Pesci and and uh, Danny Glover. Dan, Dan Glover. The classic film. Classic. I don't think you can find that one on Blu-ray. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't remaster that one? They didn't remaster. There's not a 4K <laughs> print of the Gone Fishing. Yet. <laughs> Maybe there will be someday. Who knows? Keep listening to the Weezer bracket for updates on the 4K <laughs> release. Hopefully by the time we, we hopefully by the time this bracket is finished, there will be an announcement on the 4K re-release of God Fishing, <laughs> and we can all celebrate. If that happens, I will buy everyone who listens to this a copy of the 4K re-release of God Fishing. <laughs> Anyhow, it's a much better movie than Keep Fishing is a song. That's all I have to say right now. Keep Fishing, I do not like at all. And it is a second single, and it's like it's such a weird choice for a single. But like I think I said to you, is I also don't know what else you would release as a single off that album. Yeah, like it's not a very single heavy album. <laughs> no, which is nice given you know it's following up Green, which was like a bunch of songs written as singles that didn't become singles. Yeah, but there's like also like there's no rhyme or reason to the album. You know, it's like every like we've talked also about how like. Rivers had become pretty um, familiar with the internet and like the fan community around uh, 
Weezer in the message boards, and he was taking uh, he was taking advice from them, which is a terrible idea. Yeah, except Slob made the album because of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like one good thing came about, but like in general, do not ask the internet for advice on your artistic endeavors. They do. We we know from going on fucking Twitter every day that most people who love art do not understand how art is made in any way, shape, or form, and they will complain, you know, over the dumbest reasons. And it's like, this is probably not a healthy thing for an artist to do, is ask <laughs> fucking internet for advice. Try not to do that. Okay, on the flip side of the coin, we have Cleopatra. Cleopatra sounds to me like a song you make when you're just kind of like warming up and rehearsing with the guys and it's like oh i've kind of got this riff going oh let me just fill in some words oh you know oh you know what i'm going to do i'm going to make one of those songs that's like about one of the most historically beautiful women who ever existed you know my mother charm woods (laughs) you know it's like oh do i do cleopatra do i do helen of troy or Someone like that. And it feels like just kind of like something they banged out. It didn't go through the usual refining process, yeah. right, edit, re-record, all that. It just feels like lazy. For, the, for, for someone who is traditionally a perfectionist and willing to work himself to death over this stuff, it's an odd fit. I, I, I like the song way more than you do. Uh, way more than you do. Um, like I said, I remember, when I, I remember when I first heard this song. Because I think like... I want to say it was the second song off of Everything Will Be Alright in the end we heard. Oh, oh, oh. In terms of what leaked out? Not even leaked out. Like, it's, you know how things are. It's like they, just, they just send things out into the world. You know what I'm saying? This, not, was, this was one of the songs that leaked. But I remember hearing it, and like there had been a while, there had been a while before I had heard a Rivers Cuomo guitar solo, and the film, the song does feature one. So I was pretty amped about that. It has one, and it's fine. It's fine. It's not a bad one. He's done some bad ones. This is not one of them. Guitar solo's fine. It's the counting that it. I hate that sort of stuff. I hate filler lyrics. Yeah, you know, you know this one. It's just like I know he's not a football guy, but it feels feels like he's trying like a snap count, or you know, it feels like he's writing a schoolhouse rock song. I get what he's doing. He's trying to say time is progressing. To be oh, fair, um, the what's his name? What's his name? Really feels like a schoolhouse. Uh, 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 schoolhouse rock, uh, schoolhouse rock song. Um, the other song off the album, <laughs> the uh, British are coming. Okay, yeah, actually, yeah, that, <laughs> I like that song a lot more. I do. I like that song too. I mean, like, I like. I think I like it more than Cleopatra. Yeah. What's weird is like it's such a mean spirited song, which is kind of not his thing. It's just like, hey, bitch. <laughs> You got old and ugly. I like, think, see, I don't think he's singing about a woman. I think he's singing about himself in some ways. In that song. I think Cleopatra represents him. I don't think so. Your beauty has faded. You're a broken spell. It's the only weak that fall for your spell. Like, I mean... I think he's just more ruminating on aging, more than, you know what I'm saying, and maybe not even a person. And it's time to move to the next life. You'll be reborn as a beautiful child. You'll turn the heads of a million men. Lady Pharaoh, the jewel of the Nile. This is really alluding to... Maybe he's just straight up singing about Cleopatra. <laughs> Maybe there is no, like, <laughs> uh, analogy or anything. But, like, Cleopatra didn't even get to be old. No. <laughs> I think you just pointed out the fact that this song does not make sense at all. Yeah. And that bothers me. Counting the feeling, you know, when a song goes la, 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 la. 
Like, that drives me up the wall. Counting, it's like, I get what he's doing. Well, at the end of the day, I wouldn't say Cleopatra is one of my favorite songs. It's not going to be my top 50 Weezer songs. Um, I think it's a better song than uh, Keep Fishing In. I will say it's definitely a more memorable song than than Gone than Keep Fishing. Well, I I think I, I I can't remember the last time I've seen I've heard of Weezer playing Keep Fishing live. That's I mean, it's, which is weird considering it was a single. I mean, I can't remember the time I've heard it in the wild. I can't remember the time anyone has brought it up. You know, I can't even I can't remember ever finding it on someone's playlists. You know, it's amazing how yeah, I've for seen some really shitty playlists. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But for like a song that was so fucking big at the time, it is forgotten. Yeah. You know why? Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying everyone wised up. Yeah, everyone, everyone, uh, Amy Mann and wised up. <laughs> uh, all right, you want to vote? Yeah, I'm, I'm voting for keep fishing. You know what? Yeah, I am too. Okay, then keep fishing keeps on going down. We'll be making it to the next round of the Weezer bracket. We're back on back on the left side of the bracket. It's Beverly Hills off of Make Believe. Versus Beach Boys off of Pacific Daydream. gonna say it right right out that beverly hills is not one of the worst weezer songs it's one of the worst songs (laughs) ever (laughs) Hmm, i wonder how you're gonna vote from this one i'm sorry i can't i'm not holding back well this is not for holding back uh we got a nice little california themed matchup to this time we do so beverly hills uh, the weird thing about it for me is that Rivers had to come out afterwards. No, no, I'm I'm not being ironic. I wrote this in all sincerity. I thought I think it'd be cool to live in Beverly Hills. I think that would be great. All that he said he said to come out a lot in his career and say I'm not being. I don't think he can be ironic. I it's do, I, so weird because it's like uh, you look at Weezer and you you know you especially look at like the fucking Red album cover and it it feels like they should be doing things ironically, you know? Like most people, most white guys with dark glasses tend to be ironic. So one of my favorite things he's done in the last few years, not one of my favorite, it's not this way, he did like a, he did like a acoustic cover of uh, Trap Queen. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't, that was, that's not one of my favorite things. But, 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 <laughs> um, but um, so they had to write it up on stereo, you know, because they, they have to have like t- 20 stories a day and yeah. anytime Rivers Cuomo's does anything, you write it up. And anyhow, they're like, oh, who do, it's, do we really need more white guys doing ironic covers of rap songs? So Rivers gets in the commentary, <laughs> the comments, and says, I wasn't trying to be ironic. I just really like rap songs because of the melody. I think they have the most interesting melodies, and I wanted to do a cover of it. 
I mean, I'm, I don't disagree with him on that. <laughs> I don't disagree with him. But it's like, I think people always think he has these ironic intentions that aren't normally there. And you kind of, I think you're hoping he's being ironic when he writes Beverly Hills. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to, you've almost given him the benefit of the doubt. The weird thing is, if you go to Beverly Hills, and especially if you have been like kind of like this downtrodden artistic type, Beverly Hills is like such a turnoff. Yeah. You know, it's like I heard this song before I lived in Los Angeles, and it's just like, th- that's what you want? And it's because everyone knows like Rodeo Drive. And now that I've been here and I've had to go to Beverly Hills for n- many things, I can say, Screw Beverly Hills. And the fucking crazy thing is he had probably been living in like L.A. for over 15 years by the time he wrote this song. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like he knew L.A. He's not that far from Beverly Hills, probably. He grew up in Santa Monica. I mean, the whole I mean, thing, the whole thing was, Weezer was made basically at Pico and Sautel. Yeah. Like, that's like a mile away. Yeah. And it's, it's like, just, he, I'm sure he played the Troubadour so many times, which is like right next to, you know, like, I think the Troubadour is literally right next to the uh, Beverly Hills sign, basically. I can't, it's just one of those things where I can't imagine him liking it. No. It, no one really likes it. <laughs> no, there are definitely the type that like it. You're right. You know, if you watch Vanderpump Rules, you love it. I, I have like friends who like, they'll come out here and some of the first thing they want to do is go to Sir. <laughs> I've I've had to take friends to some weird celebrity yeah. celebrity's restaurant and they're like, Oh my god, that's like the dad or whatever. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. I also do not like that I'm paying twenty six dollars for eggs Benedict right now. We're getting off the topic of uh this shitty shitty song. But anyhow But like that well no, it's it's completely on topic because it's just like I don't I just can't imagine him actually enjoying. But even like outside, like the message of the song, the song just sucks. You know what I'm saying? The melody sucks. Like it's got like the it's got like him doing like almost a rap talk sort of thing, which is just ugh, ugh. a rap talk. And then the break, then just the like breakdown. The, the, all, all the uh, uh, speaker box, like he has kind of a Frampton, well, like uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird because he's like he's trying to do more of like a guitar that's more towards his metal influences. Yeah. But then he's trying to marry it when Frampton comes alive. Yeah. This is a, one of their bigger hits. Oh, this was this is one you cannot deny is a huge hit. This is a song that will be played at every Weezer concert probably till the end of time. And it's still played on, on K-Rock. Oh, God. Ugh. But let's be honest. <laughs> The song's quality is not does not not represented by being <laughs> represented on K Rock. You, you don't think Sublime's the greatest band of all time, or the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> or the Red Hot Chili Peppers? A little bit of L.A. humor for everybody. Out there. <laughs> it's gonna go great in the flyover states. K Rock jokes. Yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, Beach Boys, which I have to give him credit on this. Yeah. Sounds nothing like a Beach Boys song. No. And I'm so glad that, you know, because so many times people do tribute songs and they try to make it sound like the band. And it sounds like the worst song the band has done. Yeah. Um, like if someone try some other band likes Weezer, we will eventually determine what song <laughs> that they, their, their song will, will sound like. I'll give them that. I'll also give them the fact that it, it's really amazing to me that 
it took 25 years for Rivers Cuomo to write a song about the Beach Boys. <laughs> the big thing is like, it's all these like kind of non sequiturs and it's supposed to be like, kind of like the feeling of walking around downtown LA, which nobody does. I actually did it today after a Clippers game and it was like nothing, is it, whatever. Is it about walking around downtown LA? That's like what he said is like, it's trying to get that vibe. And then it's like, hey, let's just listen to the Beach Boys. Honest question. When do you think the last time Rivers Cuomo has walked around downtown L.A.? I have no idea. I was, um, this is a, this is a funny side, but I was watching uh, Comedians and Car Getting Coffee. Uh-huh. And Pat Oswald took uh, Jerry Seinfeld downtown to the coffee place, and Seinfeld was just thrown back to anyone we go downtown. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, he was just blown away. It's like, the idea of going downtown was a foreign concept to him. <laughs> I don't think he's been outside of the. Uh, I don't think he's been on the east side in years. No, he has. Remember, like uh, for everything will be all right. Like he moved to like to the Silver Lake. Oh area, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, I'm, I'm talking about Seinfeld, but yes, oh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, but we should be talking about Rivers. Well, he did. Well, he's he's done all kinds of weird things. Where like he uh, he he made himself a Tinder app, a, a Tinder profile. And not because he wanted to like meet women or meet he just for romantic reasons because he's married, but he wanted just to meet random people so to inspire him and that's like what a lot of like the white album is is inspiration from this Tinder app. <laughs> he's so kooky. I fucking love him. I, he's, he's insane sometimes, but Beach Boys is just like it's a it, it's. Yeah. It's supposed to be this like, man, I am so happy when I listen to the Beach Boys. And it's so weird for him because it's it's a synth-driven song. Yeah. And it sounds it it sounds mostly like a Toro y Moi song. Yeah, a little bit. Um it's, it's also weird in the sense that it feels like a it feels like a leftover from the White Album, which was, you know, very like ca- California. And like that's what all Pacific Daydream is. Like Pacific Daydream to me, this feels like a bunch of leftover songs, like with no like actual place. It's so weird that he's like on the last two. He's just trying to like, no, we've always been a California band. It's like the songs, his California songs before that were Beverly Hills and Surf Wax America. Yeah, uh, one written sincerely about one of the worst places in LA, and then like the other one, it again, it feels like an ironic. <laughs> I think I believe you asked me the other day is how many times do you think Rivers Cuomo has ever been on a surfboard? <laughs> and knowing Rivers like I do, I bet there was like a solid month where he got really into surfing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I bet he got super into it. Probably wasn't that horrible. I mean, I, have I think no he's more idea. athletic than we think. I mean, he loves playing soccer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, legit, he got that operation into his like leg because which 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 was like two inches shorter than the other one, so he could play soccer. God. Imagine going through all that to soccer. <laughs> but this is nothing about Beach Boys, but I think it says more anything to the quality of Beach Boys is that I'm trying to find anything to talk about but except for the actual <laughs> Beach Boys. I, I just don't know what he was trying to do with it. It's just confusing to me. I think, I think it's a half-baked song. It's, yeah. a, it's a half-baked song. It's kind of a half-baked album. Because he's, I mean, he, he's claiming he has, they have another album, the Black Album, coming out. Apparently in May, I don't think that's going to no. happen. And then the weird thing about Beach Boys for me is that th- there's this weird distortion sound. Yeah. And like the first time you hear it is like, wait, did my download fuck up? You know, did, did my internet go out and Spotify's fucking up? And he's never done anything like that before. All the Weezer albums, there's not much trickery. Not yeah. like studio stuff. 
and then it has this like it goes out and then it, it breaks the sound breaks up and then it just starts playing this like weird sample of from like beach boys recording sessions i don't know what it's trying to do yeah the whole song kind of, it doesn't really work but it's a goddamn masterpiece compared to Beverly Hills. <laughs> what does it for you for Beverly Hills? Well, it does it. I think it's just like it's that first. I think it's also representative of what the band was jumping in more into and like that, just like not Weezer at all and just like almost offensively not Weezer. Interesting. And just like it's like a, it's a bunch of things. Number one, it's about fucking. It's not ironically about Beverly Hills. We talked about that's mm-hmm. uh, that's horrible. It's like speak rapping that he's doing, which is just tacky as all hell. Just tacky and not good. The lyrics, which, I mean, I don't ask much of late career Weezer lyrics, but these are just dog shit. It's like one of the few Weezer songs that when I hear, it makes me mad. Wow. I'm glad you had to listen to it for like 10 times to do this front. No, man. You know what really sucks is when they were doing the Foozer tour, the Make Believe tour, you know, basically where they were touring with the Foo Fighters. It was like a big enough song that sometimes they would play it twice in a set. And it's like, it's Weezer. You have so many songs. That, you know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. you're a band that's lacking in music right now. You have two of like almost perfect albums that people are probably dying to hear those songs yeah. being played. And you're playing Beverly Hills twice. It's always amazing when a band decides to play a song more than once. I don't ever get the rationale behind it. It really takes, like, you know, oh, it was a big hit the first time. You know what would what really slay? If we do it again. A buddy of mine went to go see uh, Pantera. Yeah. Because, uh, so, I'm from Dallas-Fort Worth area, yeah. where Pantera's from. Yeah. They played Walk three <laughs> times. Do you remember when um do you remember when Kanye and Jay Z were doing the Walk the uh, Walk the Throne tour? Yeah, I and saw they, them do uh yeah. Paris th- ten times. Yeah. But that was just like this exercise in absurdity and they were shooting a music video. Didn't they do it a ton in like Paris? Like, they did it in, in Paris. They did it nine times in New York, ten times in LA, and then eleven in Paris. That's what I recall. I bet the audience the crowd was way into that though. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, everyone knew it was the last song, yeah. and it's like if you want to leave, you can. You can. It's yeah. fine. Anyhow, I, I, I gotta say, there's no, there's, this is no, no argument for me. It's it, Beverly Hills, is the much worse song. I agree. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I, Beverly Hills. I, I might get mad at you if you didn't agree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I might, I might just walk out. This project's over. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so, guys. Beverly Hills is moving on, on to the second round. And now, In the Mall from Ratatouille. Versus. QB Blitz from Pacific Daydream. This intercom is broken into pieces. I gotta call my QB Blitz, B Blitz. Out on the ice, feels so far. I'll be, I'll be missing you like oxygen, surgeon. such a great matchup like they're just so weird on so many levels 
<laughs> like, I'm just going to make a song about hanging out in the mall, and then I'm going to make a song about football. Yeah. Well, it's not about football. I don't think he knows anything about football. I don't think so either, because I think he's thinking that a QB blitz is an offensive play. Yeah. <laughs> In the Mall is drummer Pat Wilson's song. Um, he had been trying to get them to record this song for quite some time, apparently. Jesus. And they eventually, eventually Rivers relented, and this was, this was Pat's passion project. <laughs> And he's got he's got other versions of it. Jesus, oh, imagine! <laughs> it's just like nothing about like how the mall was special or a place that teenagers could go because that's when Rivers and Pat were. That's like what kids did. Yeah. Um, nothing about the friends there. It's just like we were there. It's like hey, we were in a location. Yeah. It's just, it's just that. That's like the entire lyric. It's just yeah. at the, in the mall, in the mall. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, okay, um, what, why is it special? Why, why are you there? You know? It's also, like, it's also weird that this song came out in like what, like 2009? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like shopping it, malls are closing, dude. It's like clearly like, a, it's like a, clearly like a middle-aged man who's trying to like maybe identify like with teenagers. It's like, what do teenagers do? They go to the mall. <laughs> That's you know, teens still do that, right? Ugh, I, was, uh, I was up last night watching mall rats. That's what they do. That's what that's what that's that's what youth culture is like. I, I saw these videos on YouTube. Teens are going crazy to see Tiffany at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> QB Blitz is this like weird song too. It's like it's trying to be like whimsical and twee and all these not not necess- not exactly twee, but kind of like oxygen zygen rivers has like so many uh repetitions that he does like that i mean like patera yeah from from cleopatra but, but this one it's just like i think he is imagining a crowd singing along and like he like really hitting the zygen zygen and b blitz qb blitz is apparently about a collaborator that he didn't Work that well with? Uh, that's what he said. That's what he said. I don't know who that is. Maybe it's about make, making in the mall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, l- let's say that you are that creator. Yeah. And you hear this song, and you know it's about you. Are you particularly insulted or hurt by this? <laughs> I don't think whoever it was probably gave a shit. Then other than to figure out that he's, I bet that person has never heard QB Blitz. Unless it was Pat Wilson, he had to play on it. <laughs> Wait, do you think it's about Matt Sharp? Uh, I mean, that's anytime I think about creative differences in Rivers Cuomo and like who they would be with, it always goes to Matt Sharp. Yeah, but like he's worked with so many producers. That's all, he, that, that's, I think that's like the laziest answer. And it's also kind of like I don't think he'd be writing a song about that twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't let it go. This dude I hung out with for like three years. Yeah. I think people really overvalue the, the, um, the Matt Sharp's maybe influence in that band. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's because yesterday was a decline after Pinkerton, but I think it's more, that, that can probably be more attributed to the feedback on Pinkerton. You know what I'm saying? The reaction to Pinkerton and how it affected Rivers. You know, you hear the stories about him like boxing himself in, in like someplace in Santa Monica and blacking out the windows and whatnot. And, and I think like basically after that, Every song we ever heard is 
in no way as personal as like stuff that on Pinkerton. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, he had those two albums where he let out the things that he had cooped up inside, and they're out. You know, he does. He doesn't have to keep rehashing that as yeah. many people want. You know, he said what he's needed to. He said it eloquently and efficiently. They got the response. Eventually, they got the responses they needed, and they touched other people, and you know that whole thing worked. And then he's like, "Okay, I have some other stuff," and it's like, "Okay, it's not as relatable, but all right." Yeah, you know, let's give you this. We can have a discussion about this song. You know, what kind of discussion can we have? Not much to say about in the mall. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Jesus. I, I, yeah, and it's just like, oh, here is why Rivers has kept things unlocked. I really wish. There was like something, some oral history, so, like how this happened. Like, did did like Pat just come in Pat, every day? Like, Pat had other bands too. Pat had his own like personal pet, you know, what I'm side projects, and right? Whatnot. Of course. And I'm, why was it in the mall? That he's like, this has to be a Weezer song. You know, what I'm saying like, <laughs> it's like you know the band's material as good as anybody. Like this, this is just incongruent. Like, come on, Jesus. It's a bad song. It's really bad. Blitz, I mean, Kimmy Blitz is not a good song, but at least like it's not in the mall. This intercom has broke two pieces. I need to call my QB Blitz be Blitz. What message are you trying to convey with this? Because I am not sure. You know what's really amazing to me is that I cannot believe we've gotten this far without having a Ratitude song yet. You know? <laughs> we have gone through <laughs> six other songs. Seven, including... Uh, could be blitz uh and there are 64 songs don't worry guys you'll be hearing some red songs <laughs> um there's also like i can't find anyone to do algebra with me apparently has is based on the real story between him and his wife he was taking like a, a algebra one class like some sort of like and he tried to get her to go with him and she said no <laughs> This is a guy who went to Harvard. Why is he going to take an Algebra one class so late in life? Well, at Harvard, he, he focused in, like, literature, some, some sort of, like, lit kind of course. Right, yeah. as well he should. He's a writer. Yeah. I think he, like, I've talked... Like, is he, was he just trying to pick up, like, some sort of, like, engineering degree on the side? No, like, I think hey, he just man, gets interested. Are the future. I think he just gets interested in things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he just has these weird, like, tics where he gets obsessed with a certain thing for, like, a month or so. Like we were talking about surfing, like you know, yeah. we don't know if he actually got, but I could totally see him. On that point, okay, I get it. you. You're trying to take adult enrichment classes, which is good. Yep. Everybody should do it, whatever. Except fuck school. Why would you ask your wife? Because number one, the wife is going to shoot that down pretty quick. I guess, <laughs> baby, like, I baby, come on. I guess this will be good for us. I guess, we'll it's just, <laughs> I guess it's just one of those things when maybe you have a significant other you love like that, that you just want them to be included in your life like that, and. If he, and that means including them in some ge- some algebra class you've taken. I am thinking through my past relationships, and then women I've had as casual friends, and it's like I can think of none that would be like, yeah, I definitely want to take a math class. Never taken a class with someone I dated. That's uh, neither have I. Yeah, you know, even in college when I was dating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had very different course loads. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. positive thing. Yeah, I think that helped that relationship. Like I never, I never like dated anyone in like my um, major. <laughs> Rivers, he's he's trying. Right, but it's like his wife has finished school too. Yeah, yeah. she's a woman in her forties, also. Yeah, what person in their forties wants to go back to school? Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> that's why we're obsessed with him because he does weird shit like this. And it was an algebra one class. 
Like that's like high school level. He probably th- he's taking he's taking like extra credit courses. It's probably some like I don't know community college maybe. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What if you were like one of the students in that class who's actually having to take the class for you know you know, <laughs> and you go in and there's fucking Rivers Cuomo. But if you're taking that class, you're like. 18, 19, 20, 21, yeah. 22, somewhere in there. You might know who Rivers Cuomo is. You, mu- you probably don't. Yeah. Which is, yeah, depressing thought now. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be like, who's this old guy? Uh, hey, the old dude, what's up? Hi, I'm Rivers. What the fuck kind of name is that? What are, what I are you grew doing? up on an ashram. <laughs> hey, uh, so what do you, so like you trying to get a new career? He's like, no, I like my career. Fine. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> What's that? I've sold. I, I have platinum records. We've probably sold. We've probably sold six, seven million albums in total. It's all blue, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear like just like last year, like uh, Pinkerton finally went platinum? Uh, yeah, I saw that. That's, yeah, that's like so. Twenty so, years like later, it went platinum. So when do you think in the mall is going to go platinum as a single? <laughs> what do you think? <sighs> This is the hardest one so far. You know what? The melody in QB Blitz is kind of nice. It's kind of dreamy. I think that kind of redeems it in certain ways. Yeah. So I'm going to vote In the Mall. I, I have to agree. In the Mall is atrocious. Damn it, we didn't call, get to call anybody today. Uh, well. In the Mall moves into the second round, so update your brackets accordingly. If you disagree with us, uh, go ahead and write us at uh, Weezer, Bra- Weezer, Weezer Bracket Bra- on Twitter. Sure. I think I have I got WeezerBracket at gmail.com if oh. you want to write us long form. Or we'll make the DMs open so yeah. you can slide in there. Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Prove us wrong. I mean, we're not going to go back and change, I'll be honest. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been the first real episode of the Weezer Bracket. Next week, it will be... Island in the Sun versus December. And then we have Back to the Shack versus Peace. <sighs> then we have Runaway versus Hashpipe. Runaway. Run away from me, baby. There's I love so, that song. There's so many good songs called Runaway. This is not one of them. <laughs> run away. Run and then away. We, then, run no, away and save and Then we life. have Everybody Get Dangerous <laughs> oh my God. versus Put Me Back Together. Ooh. It's going to be fun, guys. These are some interesting matchups. Yeah. We see that it's really good. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. Um, You can, uh, again, I'm Andrew Woods. I'm Nick Robinson. You can find me at Jim Jarvis here. Nick Rob. At on Twitter.com. Yep. Our favorite website. Have a good week. That we cannot escape. Yeah. Enjoy.